Welcome to this week's podcast from Bethesda Church of God in Sumter, South Carolina. We hope you enjoy this inspiring message. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. Turn with me in your Bibles to Daniel chapter 5, verse 12, and I want everyone to say excellence. Excellence. I want you to say it again. Excellence. One more time. Excellence. Excellence. That is uh, what is burning in my spirit. The spirit of excellence is what I want us to operate in from this day forward. In Daniel chapter 5, in verse 12, the Bible says, For as much as an excellent spirit and knowledge and understanding, interpreting of dreams and showing of hard sentences and dissolving of doubts were found in the same Daniel, whom the king named Belteshazzar. Now let Daniel be called, and he will show the interpretation. I want to tell you today that in my spirit, I'm asking that you would uh, just bond with me today through the power of the Holy Spirit into a spirit of excellence. I believe that this church has operated in excellence, but I believe that God wants us to take it even to a different and a new level. No matter what is going on around you today, I'm going to ask you not to be looking at your phones your iPads, not to be talking. I, I want your undivided attention for the next 30 minutes. If I've ever had a message that I feel like is a message for the church, I believe it's this message today. The spirit of excellence. Heavenly Father, I come to you today and I ask that you would bring us into the unity of the spirit. Let us be in one mind and one accord Lord, I, we already have record of what went on on the day of Pentecost when they got in one mind and one accord. And I pray, dear Lord, that as we get in one mind and one accord, that the spirit of excellence would flow not only down on us, but through us. And that we would never settle for mediocrity ever again. In Jesus' lovely and precious holy name, amen. You may be seated. God bless you. I want to ask some questions. This message today, I want you to know I'm not mad at anybody. So if, if, you, if you think I'm picking on you, if you think I'm calling you out, I want you to go ahead and have a talk with the Lord. And I want you to say, Lord, why did you tell the preacher to say that? Amen. When I was preparing for this, the Holy Spirit was giving me correction. The Holy Spirit was giving me promptings. And I want to stand before you and tell you that I am so appreciative that the Holy Spirit still can correct us, that the Holy Spirit can still draw us closer. Amen. But I'm asking you today, what is your present standard? Is your present standard okay, good, great, or excellent? When you were in school, and those of you who are still in school, may I ask you, maybe your standard is a D or a C. I, I hope there's no one that has that standard. That just enough to get by, just enough to get out of here, just enough to get through. It is a disgusting thought 
It is a disgusting thought for a parent to think that their child has no drive and no ambition, that whatever is, is okay. I want us to strive not to be F students or D students or B students, but that we are A students. And you might say, well, preacher, no matter how hard I tried, I never was able to be an A student. It can still be our standard. Our standard must always be excellence. Our standard can never be just what is okay. Are you, are you an okay, great, or excellent employee, usher, greeter, teacher, singer, musician, giver, worshiper, church attender, brother or sister, uncle or aunt or husband or wife, mom or dad, whatever it is, where would you grade yourself? Now, in, in a crowd, you might poke your chest out and hold your head high. And in a crowd, you might say, well, I'm excellent. But down deep, you know whether you're excellent or not. When you look yourself in the mirror, you know what standard you really have accepted for your life. I do not believe that it's okay to have an okay standard. I think our standard must be uh, elevated in our day and time. I would like for you to consider making 2019 resolution that your resolution and us as a church that our resolution is this, excellence. You don't have to get into a whole lot of detail with that. Whatever you do, that you do it with excellence as unto the Lord. Now it's okay while I'm preaching to say amen every now and then because some of the things I'm saying here today are on target, amen? So if we choose excellence, that if you're a husband, you're going to be an excellent husband. Now your wife might be dying laughing if you tell her that, but I want you to prove her wrong, that you are capable of being an excellent husband and that you are, ladies, able to be an excellent wife. You are capable of being an excellent mother, an excellent father, an excellent son, an excellent daughter. You have the capability. What separated Daniel was that Daniel had an excellent spirit. Daniel, if you follow his life, you will see that he was ordinary in, in the comparison across the board. He, he separated himself by excellence. That's what he separated himself by. I'd like Brother Philip to come to the piano, if you don't mind. And the definition of excellence is the quality of serving, or pardon me, the quality of being outstanding, uh, uh, superior, supreme. Now, I know I have failures. I know I have weaknesses. But my standard is going to be excellence. Now, Brother Philip, I've asked Brother Philip if he would play, uh, and, and I want him to play 
a little bit of a song, maybe how you started out playing the piano. To me, that would be excellent. <laughs> My goal would be excellent if I could make it sound that pretty. Boy, I tell you what, y'all would be hearing a whole lot of that song. That'd be my song. But somehow I believe that when Brother Philip started practicing and he got to that point, he thought that is good but that's not my best. That is good, I believe I can do better. That is good, but I would like to strive for excellence. Brother Philip, would you give us another rendition of that? after week I'm glad that brother Philip was not satisfied with good week after week we're blessed because there was someone who said I can raise my level the choir practices because they want to be excellent not good excellent I grew up in church and I love my home church but I grew up in church where the choir director would stand here and people would yell out what song they wanted to sing. Page 33, page 18. And whoever could yell the loudest and get the most attention to the choir director, that was a song you did and you did it off the cuff. And you might say, well, praise God, I wish we'd go back to that. Well, I'm glad we don't go back to that because we can do better and because God wants us to give our very best in everything we do. We are children of the Most High God, joint heirs with Jesus Christ. If we are that, we should operate in excellence. I don't care if you're preaching a sermon, teaching a lesson, singing a song, or cleaning the toilet, it ought to be that you are doing it as unto God in excellence. If you've ever, well, you, you just have to observe it. But when Pastor Owens and I, we will walk 
around this church and sometimes outside. And, and both of us do it. It's kind of humorous. But we can be walking around the parking lot and, and it looks like this. What we're doing is there's little pieces of trash, uh, gum wrappers, cigarette butts, nail clippings, that people come to the house of God and treat it like a dump. And treat it like a dump. But we pick it up because we want it to be in excellence around here. We do not want it to be a dump. Clip your nails at home. Chew your gum and swallow it. Don't put it on the seats. I already told you I'm not mad at anyone. Come on now. You wouldn't go to Queen Elizabeth's house, open up your gum wrapper and throw it on the palace floor. If you did, they would give you the right foot of fellowship and help you get out. Come on now. We should give God the greatest glory in our actions, in our behavior, in our worship, in every way that we do. It is excellent. Our standard cannot drop below excellence. I want to comfort you to know that it's 1150 and this will be a series. Because I'm not going to get anywhere close to finish to this sermon. See, God is described as excellent. Job chapter 37 verse 23 says, touching the almighty, we cannot find him out. He is excellent in power and in judgment and in plenty of justice, he will not afflict the psalmist put it this way in Psalms chapter 8. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Who has set thy glory above the heavens. The psalmist again wrote it in Psalms 36 and verse 7. How excellent is thy loving kindness, O God. Therefore the children of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. Aren't you glad that God is excellent in protecting us and excellent in loving us and how excellent is his name. Psalms 150 and verse 2 says, praise the Lord for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Hallelujah. Isaiah put it this way in Isaiah chapter 12 verse 5. Sing unto the Lord for he hath done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. What separates our God from other gods is our God is excellent. There's no God to compare to our God. And then what separates us is that God looked down and he said, I'm going to make the crowning jewel of all my creation. 
I'm going to give, uh, uh, I'm going to make a man and a woman and I'm going to make them in my likeness and, and they will be the crowning jewel, not of just the mountains and the, and, and the beautiful skies and the, the rivers and the seas, but this will be the crowning jewel. You and I were made in his likeness and he wants us to appear like him in excellence. Someone say amen. amen. Now here's the Daniel story that I began reading from. I, Nebuchadnezzar, he was a heathen. He was a heathen king. But Nebuchadnezzar was a smart heathen. Just because a person's a heathen doesn't mean they're not smart. He had a very brilliant idea. What he did is he said, I'm going to take young men of the Israelite youth. And, and they were called children, but they were young men. And, and he had plans for indoctrinating them into his heathen ways. He didn't make them slaves. That was not his plan. His plan was to so influence them that they became heathens. It's the same thing that's happening on our television. Amen, preacher. That's, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing that's happening in our movies. Y'all work with me here today. It's the same junk that's going on in our magazines and media, social media. There is a driving force to make you and I heathens. It's indoctrinating us to think like the heathen thinks. And here's the sad thing about the church world. The church world has lowered its standard from excellence and said, we want to be like them. So we won't be excellent. We will just be good. In fact, maybe good isn't all right. We, we'll just be all right so that we don't offend the heathen. I just want to give a news flash. Many of us were heathens. And someone helped get us out of the junk. We need to be so excellent that heathens around us do not want to stay as a heathen, but that they want to be excellent as our God is excellent because that's who we're reflecting, my Lord. Wow, I wish, mm, hallelujah. So Nebuchadnezzar said, he took these guys captive and he said, I, I'm, I want us to have these children, these young men that have no blemish, they're well favored. They're skillful in wisdom. They're cunning in knowledge. They have understanding of science and had ability to stand in the king's palace. That was his standard as a heathen. I read that over again and nowhere did I find 
that Nebuchadnezzar the heathen said, just go get me a hundred or so boys. I don't care what they look like. I don't care how, get them out of jail, get them out of the drug alley. I don't care what they look like, just get them here. And, and no, no, he said, I, I want the ones that have excellence as their standard already. Now you might say, well, preacher, God accepts everyone. And I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a heathen saying, I'm going to indoctrinate good, perfect young men by worldly standards and I'm going to get into their head and when I get into their head they're going to think like we do they're going to worship the same gods we worship and then we're going to send them back and they're going to be influential in their circles of influence and instead of us having to indoctrinate thousands of people they are going to be the ones who do it because we are going to indoctrinate them into our practices. I was over a youth camp and we had some old youth camp shirts. They were shrimp colored shirts and they didn't sell good the first time around so we had a whole lot of them left over. We had our brand new camp shirts but we were trying to get rid of these old ones. People would look at them and go, there's nobody wants those. And so here's what I did. I said, I want y'all to go get two of the most popular guys here on campus and two of the most popular girls. And so they brought them to me. And I said, would y'all do me a big favor? I'll give you a brand new camp shirt, the latest model. But I need you today to wear these ugly shrimp colored shirts. One boy was muscular. He put on a medium. It looked terrible on him. They did it for me. They went out and they played basketball and they played volleyball and they ran around in these ugly shirts. No joke. Within one day, every one of those shirts were gone, except the ones were, that were just absolutely too small for anyone to wear. They didn't want the new ones. It backfired. They wanted the ugly ones. Why? Because the cool, the, the, the muscular, the pretty was wearing that old ugly shirt. I'm here today to tell you that you and I must be what Nebuchadnezzar was trying to do. You might say, well, I'm not the cool. I'm not the pretty. I'm not the most educated. But I want to tell you today that our standard has to be excellence and people will be attracted to excellence. People will be attracted to excellence. You don't even have to see it. Sometimes you just hear it. Excellence has a way of permeating through the darkness. And, and, and sometimes excellence has a way of filtering through to get to people. 
when it doesn't look like it will ever get there, but excellence will because uh, that's what people are yearning for, something better than where they are. And so the last thing was, he said, I want them to be teachable. There are those you can't teach anything through to and they do not have an excellent spirit. They have a spirit of, I already know it all and if I don't know it, I don't wanna know what you know because I'm better than you and, and, and I just don't wanna be bogged down. Life is comfortable. I'm just good floating along down the stream of life and whatever happens, case of rock, Sarah, and I'm here today to tell you that is a despicable way of living. When my wife would go out of town and leave Julia with me, I would try to cook. I cooked the best I could cook. It tasted good to me. It looked ugly, but it tasted good to me. It looked repulsive to Julia. And it got to a point that when Jackie would go to leave town, Julia would say, you're not leaving me with him, are you? <laughs> but my goal was not for it to be bad. And my, my excellent may not reach as high as your excellent. My giftings might not be as sharp as your giftings. But as long as I'm giving it my all, as long as I'm giving my best, it is measured by Almighty God. God, help me today. They were treated like royalty. They got daily provision of the king's food. And for three years, they were preparing to stand before the king. For three years they were eating whatever the king ate. For three years they were being prepared to stand before the king. I wonder how much preparation we made to come and stand before the king today. I wonder why the praise and worship was going on, how much praise and how much worship was going on. Help me now. I wonder when the choir was singing, how engaged were we in lifting him up? Or was it, we've only got another hour of this thing and then we'll get out of here. There's a lot of folks that come to church like a jail sentence. We've only got, start at 10.45. We got about two hours of this stuff. Then we'll get out. We'll have to come back until next week. It's like meeting a probation officer. Come on now. The psalmist said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. 
You know why some people don't want to go to church with you? Because you don't salivate to get to church. Come on, help me. Oh boy, there's a ball game. You want to go? Yeah, win. It, it doesn't matter if it's raining. It doesn't matter if it's freezing cold. I'll go. I'll go. Well, we'll do that right after church. Oh, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I, well, you know, I've been having a real problem with my back. In that cold weather, I don't know that I can get out in the cold weather. I just heard our missionaries that were telling about people walking walking that kind of distance just to get there in the rain and in the terrible situation, eating one time a day. Oh my Lord, they salivate to get to the house of God. I imagine that the worship when they get there, I imagine that the worship is at a different level because they came saying, he is an excellent king and we're gonna give him excellent praise. And so, verse 8 says, Daniel purposed in his heart. Give me five minutes. Daniel said, he, the Bible said, he purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the king's meat. He had an opportunity to eat as a royal individual. He said, that stuff is offered to idols. I'm not doing it. He took a stand. My standard is excellence. It would have been very easy to say, well, everyone's doing it. All the rest of the guys, all these other fellows, I don't want to be left behind. I don't want them to get promoted and, and, and they're going to get in good with the powers that be and I'm going to be left behind. No, no. Daniel said it doesn't matter if I get promoted or not. My standard is excellence. I, I don't care if I get the recognition or not. My standard is excellence. I don't care what others think. My standard is excellence. I don't care if everyone else is getting drunk. My standard is excellence. I don't care if everyone else is trying drugs. My standard is excellence. I don't care if everyone else is going to hell. My standard is excellence. And listen to this last verse in where I'm going to cut off. In verse 9, God brought Daniel into favor. Who did it? Daniel was good looking. He wouldn't have got there if he wasn't good looking because that was one of the prerequisites. No blemish. I mean, think about it. No blemish. He, he was well favored. He was wise. He, he had understanding. He had all the king's requirements. But Daniel said, I'm not going to eat the king's meat because it will defile me with my God. And I'm not going to stoop below excellence. And in verse 9, God brought Daniel into favor. Someone listening to me today is buying in. I feel a witness 
in the spirit. Some of you have lived your life to this point haphazardly, any old way, just getting by, believing all the lies of the things that were told to you, how you would never succeed, you were never going to be good enough, uh, you've believed all that junk, you've compared yourself to other people, they can do it better than you, and so why try? Because I'm not as good as them, and I just will tell you right now that your standard is not to be compared with me, to be compared with anyone else. Your standard is excellence. And if you'll do that, God will bring you into favor. Stand with me, please. Hear me. Some of you have never, you don't even understand what I'm preaching today because you have never walked in divine favor. You don't know what that is. You, you, I'm, I'm preaching something that's totally foreign to you because you have just lived a life of, I'll just get by somehow. You don't even look for favor because you don't think you're worthy of favor and you're not expecting favor. I'm expecting favor. I don't deserve favor, but I'm expecting favor. Are you hearing me today? I don't deserve it, but I'm expecting it. Why do I expect it? Because my God promised that I would be in favor if I would do his will, he would bring me just like he brought Daniel into favor. And I'm gonna cut off there because the next time I wanna talk to you about that favor. It's amazing. The favor that we can walk in. But we first must have, we must have to set our standard to excellence. Excellence. Now the next time the devil tells you, you don't do it as good so don't try. I want you to give a black eye to the devil and say, I'm going to do it anyway. This has been now probably five or six years ago. I was preaching here. The congregation was totally not engaged with me. I felt like I was in a fist fight up here trying to preach. I almost shut my Bible and said, everyone stand, let's go home. I wasn't getting anything out of it and I was sure no one else was. But I thought, oh no, 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 I, I have studied and I have prepared and I'm gonna finish it. 
I finished that sermon not wanting to preach it. I just wanted to hurry and get it over with. So I, I hurried through. And, and I'll never forget it as long as I live. Sister Nancy, I was just trying to do the best I could, but it didn't feel good enough. I gave the altar call and, and I'll never forget it as long as I live. The altars filled and people were broken and, and crying and seeking God. And I, I was flabbergasted. So much that even when people after service was over, people were walking out and they were still crying, heavily crying. And in my mind, I'm thinking, how, how? Did they get anything out of that? But the bottom line is, it wasn't me. And the bottom line is, it won't be you. Just give him the best that you have and let him put the anointing of the Holy Ghost on you and then watch God do something supernatural. He will bring excellence through you. People will be astounded. People will be amazed. They will say, how? How can that guy do that? And God will give you glory. He will lift you up. He will exalt you if you will exalt him through excellence, through excellence. Father God, please forgive us, dear God, for ever giving you anything less than excellence. Right now, if there's anyone who isn't a Christian, I'm going to ask if my prayer team, my altar workers, if they would come. But if there's anyone, listen, there, there's a mighty move of God happening right now. Right now. This is a life-changing, marriage-changing, family-changing day. If you're not a Christian, your standard has been well below what God wants it to be. And, and I'm sure you know that it's well below what you want it to be. And I'm going to ask you, if you do not know Christ, would you come right now? Would you step out from where you are? <laughs> Give God a chance in your life. Give God a chance in your life. Would you come? I feel like I'm speaking to someone who is watching this on Facebook or will be watching it on the internet somehow. 
and I'd appreciate it if you would contact us and let us know, but I believe God's gonna change someone's life, change their circumstance and change their situation because of a commitment that is being made today to go from what is okay to excellent. I would hope every person in this building would respond to this. But if you would be willing to make a commitment that the standard that you have right now is not good enough. I don't care if you feel like that you're God's gift of mankind. You'll ask God to really reveal to you the areas that need to be improved, the areas that need to be sharpened. But you will say, Pastor, on this date, on the 16th of December, 2018, there is a new standard in my spirit. And it's going to be an excellent spirit. Excellence is going to be my standard. Would you just raise your hand? Raise it up high. Raise it up high. My standard is not going to be okay. My standard is not going to be good. My standard is not going to be better. My standard is going to be excellence. For the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords deserves excellence. Father God, you see every hand that went up. I pray for forgiveness for all of the men who could have been better dads and better husbands. I ask, dear Lord, that you would forgive us and help us to be better dads, better husbands. I pray for every woman that could have been a better mother or wife. I pray for every person here that could have better, been a better son or daughter. We could have been a better employee. We could have just been a better person all the way around, a better neighbor. I pray, dear God, that today you would begin to teach us. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, I'm asking that you would prompt us. When we are tempted to lower our standard, Holy Spirit, would you convict us? And dear God, you let us breathe, you let us move about, you let us have the blessings of life. And with that, you deserve all the glory. And dear God, most of all, you gave your only begotten son to die on a cross of Calvary for us. You gave your very best. You gave excellence. And now, we give excellence back to you. 
and not just today but for the rest of our lives in Jesus mighty and holy name we declare it to be so amen 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 and amen now give God praise in this house In closing, listen to this. The Bible says it is appointed unto man once to die and after that the judgment. Every one of us at some point or another are going to die. There will be that time that someone will speak over your dead body. And who ever does that? I want them to be able to say that was a child of the Most High God that operated in excellence. What better, what better could be done than to say you're marked by excellence. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope that you were inspired to live a life of purpose for Jesus Christ. For more information, check out our website at BethesdaCOG.org. God bless.